Welcome to episode 20 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm the other host, Paul Robinson, and we're going to talk about some fun stuff today. Okay. Woo! I'm pumped. You ready? Let's do this. <laughs> I can't deal with you. In this. You're going to need to bring that down like 40 notches. Got to keep, you know, because here's the thing. I mowed the lawn today. Well, so, your, exor- yeah, your exercise yes, for the month. So I'm a little tired, but I'm trying to keep the energy up. Whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> Woo! Let's do this. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so we um, today, I, I wanted to talk about some documentaries. We've documentaries, been, you documentaries. always say that, like elementary school. Yeah, documentaries, trees, documentary, Do- documentary. documentary. Because you are really big into documentaries, <laughs> Ter- trees. I can't even say that word. Tertiary. You, tertiary. You're you're very big into them. You love them. And I I've kind of you probably I've probably and I'm not talking about like obscure stuff that's like, oh, some person that lives in a cave in Finland made a right. documentary, but most of the documentaries that are listed like on the top hundred documentaries, uh-huh. I've probably seen seventy five percent of them. Right. And I kind of view documentaries like exercise, right? Mm-hmm. You never I never want to watch I don't want to watch a documentary and then like, you know, twenty minutes in I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> it gets crazy. Um, I don't think you've ever gotten like that in exercise, just so you know. That's true. But I think most people can relate to that mm-hmm. kind of sensibility in regards to exercise. Yeah. So then I, I can equate that to documentaries. So yes. I I managed to break you. You did. You did. It with, only took like two years almost. Right. <laughs> it did. Yeah, it was about, about two years because um, she, like a lot of people, watched Making a Murderer. Mm-hmm. Then I, she got me to watch it. I finally broke and watched it because I've been hearing people talk about it. Oh my God, you have to watch this documentary. I can't even, now I, I can't even say that documentary. word. Documentary. Documentary. There you go. <laughs> watch this documentary. And I find it fascinating how people can infuse narratives into documentaries. You know, because you're dealing with, in, in a lot of cases, you're dealing with stuff that's already been, you know, years and years ago. Mm-hmm. So how do you, how do you weave a narrative structure to that? Well, you know, when I with a bad guy and a good guy and, and all that stuff, protagonist, <laughs> antagonist, and that most people can well, consume. Well, let's just start off by saying that not every documentary does that. No, right, absolutely. So, but I think some of the more again, they, this is coming should. from someone that That's doesn't watch. Point. Yeah, so this is coming from someone that doesn't watch a lot of them. But I think you know the ones that are successful always seem to have they seem to be structured sort of like a movie. In well, terms of like there's an art in first making, act, second act, you know. Yeah, there's an art in making a documentary and there's directors in documentaries, which people don't often think of. Mm-hmm. Um, you think of the director of a film, of a of fiction, or even an autobiography or autobiographical story, some some adaptation of anything. Mm-hmm. You People generally think of the director, but you don't really think of a director when you think of a documentary. Right. Because I think a lot of people think about the editing, you know, because you're not directing people, you're just I don't interviewing think people. People even think about editing when they watch a documentary. Well, I would think when the average movie girl, I'm not talking about like film people. Yeah, okay. They just, you know, oh, they, it's, they were, for uh, that audience, it's 100% about the subject and the service, right? Yeah. It's like a, a Netflix documentary. The topic and the subject of that topic right. is you know, whoever the person is or people. That's who everybody is really thinking about. They're mm-hmm. not thinking about how many months and or years it took following these subjects around, 
and the I'd I'd have to say hundreds, possibly thousands of hours mm. of footage that you'd need to. I I think that's probably like the one thing that has put me off to actually filming a documentary. I've wanted the immense to. amount of work that goes into it. Well, it's it's the footage because yes, you would essentially have to sit there and edit all that crap. Mm-hmm. But since we... Oh, no, we do a documentary. You're learning how to edit, young lady. No. <laughs> Not if you want it to be good. Yeah. Um, but we still we still always go through... The footage is something that we do together. Mm-hmm. We pick that footage out together. So the thought of having to sit through hundreds and hundreds of hours I think if of you do footage it, is like... If you do oh. it as you're, as you're acquiring well, the footage, you know? Yeah, the idea, You put, I say, think all right, is, we got like eight, you know, six hours of... Sh- footage today and we're gonna these are the the good bits let's keep well, those I in think a, for us it would be easier because i wouldn't be doing something that required uh me to be a sleuth yeah but i think with a, a documentary like making a murder in particular that is that's something that you are you're going to catch things later you got to sit right. through that footage and then go wait a minute do you remember said this back 17 in, yeah. months ago when such and such person made mm-hmm. this comment? And then you've got to find the footage to when they said that mm-hmm. 17 months later. That seems like a whole lot of work. Yeah. I have a oh, lot of respect for documentary makers. Yeah, that's more, I think, relative to docuseries than documentary films. You well, do the no, film because there's documentaries that they've, that they, you know, cause because that's, you're looking at trying to fill up, you know, what, 10 hours at least of... Um, you know, and so trying to you're trying to construct this narrative People over ten fo- episodes. Not yeah, but when it depends on the documentary. Again, I I watch a lot of. I mean, I watch all kinds of documentaries, but my favorite kind of documentaries are kind of the Whodunits. true crime. Yeah. And. Stories on bizarre people, like people. I don't know how just, it doesn't let you, or how it doesn't make you. Like for me, I've, I've watched a couple just this weekend. We started blasting through a bunch of them, and it just makes well, two, two. <laughs> but that's a bunch of that's a bunch for of you, episodes. You know? That's a bunch. Yeah, and it just makes my faith in the the legal system deteriorates. Oh yeah, you got to get over that upon every get episode. Over it. It's it, it. Look, I have no faith in the system yeah. whatsoever. <clears throat> One of yeah. my biggest fears is like being falsely accused of something. Yeah. Um. Uh, mostly because, because when the powers that be want something, yeah, it happens. Yeah, and they don't care who they have to step exactly. on or do whatever. So, to. so you've gotten our stance on Stephen Avery's case by saying that. Yeah. Uh, but well, look, I, nobody. I wasn't there. I can't claim to know what happened. But that's what, what's sad. You don't need to be there to well, see. Well, that's the thing. You the know, a lot of people. A lot of people, and I think it brings up an interesting point. Is a lot of people think documentaries are, are always one sided. From a perspective, yeah, someone's going to carve a narrative out of that, and it may be it may be viewed as one sided. But anybody that has a brain, you could tell me all day that the sky is green, the sky is green. But when I look at the sky, it's blue, and I can make that up for myself. <clears throat> you know, even though you're telling me someone that I love is telling me that the sky is green, I know it's not. So I think you have to um, be very cautious when you look at this stuff yeah i know there's a lawnmower happening right now it's like on <laughs> never point. fails yeah um so i i don't really consider documentaries to be told from a, a perspective even though they may be because i'm never i'm skeptical i'm always very as are well, you, you should be you know should i'll watch everything skeptical. with skepticism but you know i think uh, i've only just started really getting into them mm-hmm. but there's always a, a common thread that seems to be like if this not documentaries let's use Stephen avery as an example if this documentary is about Stephen avery then the people like the ken kratz of the world are going to sit there and complain that this is one-sided this is 
one-sided. Okay, well then why don't you go on the show and tell your side of it? You can't wait till it's done and then afterwards say, that's all a lie. Like, okay, well, they came to you with an offer, you know, to, to offer you to tell your side of the story. Mm-hmm. And I think someone like me, I'd love to hear it, you know, whether it's, you know, and I'm going to look at it open-mindedly, but I just don't understand why. Oh, you I don't, Are well, you going to have an open that, mind with Ken Kratz? I would listen to what he says and, you know, I'm not going to just, I'm not going to discredit what he says before he says it. <clears throat> you you guffawed every time he was on I screen. <laughs> I hate I hate the man. I really but, doubt you're going to listen to him. <laughs> but if he if he's telling me something that is some kind of like, you know, if he has, if he brings into custody somebody that says that they saw him do it and was with him doing it and that person's credible, then, you know, that's something that you have to look at, I think, you know. But <clears throat> how, how, well, you got a frog in your throat today? I don't know what's happening. Um, <laughs> you got bananas um, in your pants? You got bananas in your pants? How, how on earth would Ken Kratz have anybody that's credible? No, no, of course not. But what I'm saying is, you know, there is a point, like, you know, if he comes out and I says. I you're trying to say, yeah, yeah. but I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the secret, which isn't a secret to most documentaries, is that if the documentary, if, if the crime is painfully obvious, then it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. That no one's going to do a documentary unless it's it's uh, a confessional documentary about somebody who committed a murder if they actually committed the murder. Because right. that's boring. Right? right. So we want to see the twists and the turns. And how did this person actually not do this crime? Right. And I have to admit that when I first, I mean, I, I knew what was going to happen already. I've watched enough of these damn things to know that this guy's probably, the, the, the argument is probably that he's not guilty. Mm-hmm. But I was on the fence, on the violent side of a fence, <laughs> when it came to his backstory, which was in the first episode. On, of season one. Yes. Yeah. On his history with animals. Yeah. And I was already like, I fucking hate this guy. Yeah. And I want you to die. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to lie. That, and, and I still, you know, it's it's kind of interesting how you become how a person can grow on you, right? Because the truth of the matter is that I I am 99.9% sure that this guy is innocent, mm-hmm. but I still don't like him. Right. And right. I don't and that's care the thing. what kind of life you had and what, if you throw a live cat on a fire, I have nothing but disdain for you. The topic is not who he is as a person. It's whether he was guilty of this crime. Right. You can be an asshole and, and not be not, guilty of right. a crime. And so I had somebody. I had to think of it in that, you know, yeah. in that manner when I watched it. Like, okay, this is not about him personally. This yeah, is about I, and I went the into state, watching the, the, the town and county. Yeah, and I went into the you know the first season kind of already somewhat biased because you know people at work were talking yeah. about it and I've heard it. Th- you see, I watched it stuff, like so the I, day it came yeah, out on I, Netflix. I never heard so. about the case before. I mean, no, that's a big a big thing with documentary documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> documentaries is that like you know if it's an ongoing case you watch the first episode you can google it and you already know what happened you know yeah that's the bad so thing i had to i had to like stay away from the interwebs and 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 googling what happened to them until i was done with Did you se- google it google it until i was done with season two because it's all out there already you know well i should just say so this took to i i'd say that i tried to convince you to watch this probably on seven or eight different occasions i brought it up yeah uh, since it had ended i i went through the whole thing in like two or three days when the first season came out Mm -hmm. and um i was like you gotta watch this and you're like yeah i don't think so and i kept saying it kept saying then finally i was like all right i gave up then season two came out and i wanted to watch it but i knew you'd be here Mm -hmm. and so i was like he's not gonna want to watch this 
even though I could still watch it, but it's not as fun, mm-hmm. you know, when you're like invested in something and someone yeah. is on their phone. So right. I said to you, are you sure? Did you just want to try you're this? You're certain. And uh, we put the first episode on, but you were really tired. So you fell asleep and yeah. I was like, oh shit. Happened like, with the keepers too. Out. I don't know it's, what it is. It's forget <laughs> it. Like it's over. And you were somewhat interested, I guess, still the next day. And you're like, no, 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 I was just tired. And it took you like three episodes before your posture went from sitting back to now sitting forward when people started to talk as you were anticipating the bullshit that was yeah. going to come out of their mouth or, you know, whatever evidence they had. And yeah. so, and then after that, it was just you making heads at the TV. Like and, a sports game or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, he's hooked. That's it. Yep. Hook, line, and sinker. Yep. And then after season two ended, you immediately got on your phone to update yourself on where the case had been since yeah. then. Yep. And then to my surprise, 20 minutes after that, you'd put the keepers on. And I was like, what is happening? Because yeah. I'd been trying to get you to watch that as well. Because I needed the, fi- I needed the fix. <laughs> They're really addictive. Yeah. I mean, the keepers, ugh. I mean, I, I mean, let's finish up with Stephen Avery's, our thoughts on that. But the keepers, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, Stephen Avery, look, I, I, I see. Well, in terms, in terms of how, in terms I don't, of how, I don't want to spoil it if they haven't finished. Right, but in terms two. of how the how the how they laid it, how they made it as a docu series, like how it was laid out, mm-hmm. how they, you know, um, they left some clues at the beginning of the. The pacing was really good. Yeah, the pacing it was really easy to get into. A lot of people have been kind of. Uh, feeling like season two was a little bit slower or wasn't as good as season one. I think, well, because you already had all the dirt in season yeah. one. In season one, you were still learning what was happening. Yep. We've already established what happened in yeah, season, season two. two. So unless another person gets yeah. murdered. like I've kind of found season two a little happen. bit more fascinating. I thought season you know? two was much more technical. Season yeah. one was all about the question and the suspicion. And then season two was about getting down to the facts. Yeah. And so you had it's got like, a re-examination of season one. Yeah. You had episodes where it was just the testimony of a person mm-hmm. or the lawyer's uh, you know, rebuttal or whatever. And, you know, You're going through the case, a solid 20 minutes of yeah. just talking, you know, but I'll just say that. How do I put this? Where they went with it. At the end, I think it's in the last couple episodes where um, his lawyer, Uh the, I don't know how to word this, I guess her suspicion on what might have happened on that night to Teresa Hallbach, Uh Teresa, right? Yeah. Uh, Is something that, as you know, I was suspect of. From the beginning. Because I sat through season yeah. one with you because this is that's the only thing about these types of things. So much time has gone in between. Mm-hmm. And I love crime dramas and all that stuff. So I can't remember all the details. So I was actually glad you were willing to watch it because I was like, great, I need to re I need to refresh on this. Of, I don't remember stuff, anything. Yeah. And there was stuff that I was like, oh, that's right, that's right, that I wouldn't have otherwise remembered. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> and so somewhere around towards the end of season one, I had a theory. It was my theory. That's your theory. That's your theory. And um, I was like, I, st- I, was, I was suspect of someone mm-hmm. in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, two people in particular. And yeah. so at the end of season I'm two. of a lot of people. Holy crap. Yeah. It's like the whole well, goddamn town well, was involved. For, forget it. I'm not, I don't suspect the police department. I know yeah. <laughs> they were crooked. That's, yeah. that's, I don't consider them part of the suspects. 
um, they're, oh, yeah. they're, they're guilty of what, of their part that they play that they get into on the end of yeah, season I don't think two. That, I, don't I think, know that already. Yeah, I don't think they, I don't think the police killed her or anything crazy like that. No, I don't think that, well, I thought it at sir, first in the, when I first yeah. watched it, I was like, you know, how far will they go? Yeah, no, but I, I didn't think that, but I thought like. I started to think it towards the end of it. At the very least, they're negligent of not doing their jobs. I think. I don't, I at don't. At the very least, I'm saying. Oh, I, I I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna. Uh, cushion that. I'm just going to say that I, I know that they were corrupt. Not yeah. only did they not do their job, they were corrupt. Yeah. Um, but the, there's people that there's three individuals by the end of season two that are suspect. One of them I did not think of. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other two, I was like, I had been saying it. I said it when we started one, and yeah. I was, and you know, you were like, you think so? I'm like, there is something about well, one a- in particular <laughs> that I was like, it's just something doesn't seem right. Yeah. And you know what? We could be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you have to look at the and that's where you have to look at the evidence, you know. And yeah. keep an open mind. Yeah, we could be wrong. We don't know for sure 100%. None of us were there. But all we can do is is look at what evidence is being put in front of us. So much shade going on there. I just yeah. that town is forever. Manitoba County will forever be. Yeah. And and <laughs> live in the I guess there's a Manitoba town that had nothing yeah. to do with it and they they yeah. get like harassed. Those poor bastards. Those poor bastards, man. <laughs> Um, so, and there's just this common, you know, we'll get into the second one. Then I have some, some thoughts on, on these types of things in general, but now for the keepers, mm-hmm. the keepers, I, I really wanted to watch because I was like, oh, this, if the keepers is worse, got to see this, you know, it's just different. I don't know that it's worse. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all horrible. You know, people are dying and, you know, whatever, you know, there's all tragedies everywhere and who's to judge, you know, what's worse, but I think with the keepers, you're dealing with something on a much more massive scale. Oh yeah, you know, and there's just uh, it's uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's, in, it's so crazy. You, uh, you you were. I don't want to give too much away, but so so well we have well we actually have our first question. Okay, just BT Dubs. All right. Um, from and this is this is yes we do know we do know Perry obviously yeah you hear us shout out to Perry all the time but he literally did say I have a question thirty four thousand nine hundred ninety two feet in the air because he's flying from London back home mm-hmm. as we speak and he wanted to know what you thought of the keepers oh because well, that's thought- one of his favorite. I got. I turned him on to that and that's one of his favorite. You know, I I literally just watched the. Um, uh, making a murderer, and that to me was very um, suspenseful because it's still happening right now. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas the keepers sort of is too, but that happened in in the late sixties. You know, sixty nine, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And um, I just am so like when it, all right. So when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to religious stuff, I'm already, like I'm not a religious person. Mm-hmm. You know, so and I know I know religion can be a very touchy hot, subject hot for for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So. Saying this, I don't assume like all priests are evil and molest kids and all this sort and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. you know, clearly they don't. But you know, I think the church has a, a, a somewhat of a history with that. You know, and, yeah. And I think for me, the murder is one thing, which is horrible. I'm not taking anything away from the murder, but the the cover up mm-hmm. that took place after that is just as evil. And the fact that it's still happening now that, that was what I was going to say before was that there's just common thread. And a lot of these documentaries, at least the ones that I've seen, about power. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you're in power, those people that are in power, it doesn't matter. Like, you could think that, I, I feel anyway, that you you could think like, you know, the Stephen Avery case, 
you know, went all the, you know, it's almost to the Supreme Court, right? It went almost all the way there. And you have people that um, are willing to side with Stephen Avery or side against Stephen Avery, not necessarily, and my, this is my opinion, this mm-hmm. is my opinion here, that they want, they'll side with Stephen Avery not because they believe in that, that side against Stephen Avery, not because they truly believe he's guilty, but, but because they don't want a breakdown of the system. They don't want people to think that the system is mm-hmm. cor- corrupt or bad or wrong in any way. And and with the keepers, I think I feel like it's the same thing. You know, with the church and the archdiocese and and these, they don't want to admit that there was this bad thing that happened, and we covered it up, and we're still covering it up. And I think it just makes them look that much worse. I think because the if they were to just come out and say, further, "Hey, further though," yeah, oh my god, it does. But I, I if if they were to just kind of say, "Hey, look, this happened." Um, it was handled improperly, and we're moving past it. I think people would have much more respect than when there's something that's so obvious to anybody with a with a brain that there's something wrong here. And people just, you know, that's the other thing. Is people just want to sweep it out under the rug, keep just, you know, let it go away. Well, there's and so I many reasons with, for that when it comes to the church, right? Because there's that this can't happen because, uh, you know, priests and and uh figures alike are untouchable because they're people they're you know I, I don't know figures of of god yeah, yeah. you know and so there's this hierarchy there that they're incapable of doing such things well god is the ultimate but, thing and then you have a right a, you know quote you, unquote representative of i god. think what makes it worse again is so like if you link it with the avery case right obviously it's terrible that Teresa hallback died right she she was murdered we don't know what happened but she was murdered which is never good right mm-hmm. so we we've just established that that's horrible somebody died but what makes that case worse is how far the town was willing to go to a pin this on avery because they already had a vendetta against him yep B, avoid paying the 32 million dollars that he was suing them for mm-hmm. you know so they that that the lanes that they were willing to go is what was scary and that's the same thing for me with the catholic church mm-hmm. it because this isn't an isolated thing this wasn't one case right. against the, the the catholic church this was one of the churches in that town this happens everywhere this mm-hmm. is there are so many cases of this so it's more than just well if they had admitted the wrongdoing and handled it properly it's that this is actually how the church functions i mm. think that yes while the majority i can't even say the majority but yeah i don't think that every priest has ill intent when they become a priest but i do think not. that the catholic church is something of a some, somewhat of a place to go when you are a predator oh yeah i, mean, I think have, it's gotten the ultimate it's at that point where and, and that's the, the place to go yeah. you know so i think it, it runs rampant and uh you know I know we may lose people here because uh-huh. of religious beliefs. And I, you know, it for me, this isn't an issue in what you believe in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm personally an atheist, but that's my choice. It's not what you believe in; that's your business. But if the organization right, it's not like you're behind saying God that, is evil, you're saying that yeah, these yeah, specific the, the, people that the are doing organization this organization behind. Look, yeah. you know, I, I love history and and all that crap. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, the the church has nothing to do with God. If we're if we're going to be if, if we're going well, yeah, I mean, to get real, if we're going to the history yeah, of the Catholic Church, I've done a little research on this that is too. All about, you know, this is all about control and government. They were a source of government before there yep, was government. Yep. They were, it was they never sat down about and, and, God. And decided what, you know, what people feared 
God feared this yeah, thing, and they used that. It was a method help, of control and to help keep everybody and organized. They're still and doing it. That yeah. It's still, except now, it's a multi-billion-dollar yeah. corporation. Really, yep. you know, there's money to be made. There are people to protect, and um, unfortunately, if you've watched the keepers, it's not just about well, why didn't why didn't the Catholic Church uh, uh, admit wrongdoing? It's that the authorities there are also sexual offenders. In that business, mm-hmm. if you will. So if... I mean, they're everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere, you know? right? You know, But so. especially in places of power, that's where they're able to kind of shield themselves because they have, you know, the cops on their side or the whatever, not all Politician, cops, obviously, politicians yeah. or whatever. Yeah, there's, you know, they have, they're able to cloak themselves in that more so than that if they're just, you know, Bill working at, you know, the hardware store. Right. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Bill. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> no shade, no shade. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's... That, that, that's how I feel about that. I think that, uh, you know, whether you agree with it or not, that's my opinion. My mm-hmm. opinion is that this, uh, that, you know, religion and church is a, is a great place for people to hide. Yeah. And so that's a lot of that. I mean, because this isn't, this isn't like 50 or 60 people. We're talking about hundreds and thousands of people yeah. that have made claims against Catholic Church. Yeah. So, because I think the, I think the it's problem pretty is, safe to say that, you know, they, you know, they much like, when this happens to certain, you know, law enforcement officers or something, when they're like accused of something or, you know, whatever, they just, there's just this, um, they just want to sweep it all into the, as, instead of just saying, hey, look at this, this bat, nobody's in, hold on, (laughs) just mark that. There's just this, they have no interest in finding out what actually happened, mm-hmm. the justice of all. They just want to like sweep it under the rug and get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what's kind of aiding the deterioration of nobody really feels, I don't, that I know, the mass majority of the people that I know don't feel that trust, that the most officers or, or, or the law in general is on their side. Mm. You know, obviously we, we call the cops when there's bad, you know, it's like you, no one likes a cop except when you need one, mm-hmm. or no one likes a lawyer when you except when you need one. But and that's absolutely true. Uh, but we have no other choice, right? Yeah. If someone breaks into my house, I have to call the cops. That doesn't mean that I can't feel that, you know, this cop or that cop or this specific cop are bad. I have mm-hmm. friends that are cops, you know, that are good people. But you know, I can't, you know, and I'm not. So I'm not saying cops in general are evil, but. When there are, when that does happen, and you see how it's 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 an especially dangerous field to have deception. When you are a doctor, mm-hmm. when you are a politician, when you work for law enforcement, these people and are when supposed it's the to be, church, these people, teachers, people yeah. that have access that are supposed to protect you, when you have corruption within that, mm-hmm. is incredibly dangerous. And what surprised people this are is such be a political than, episode. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Going off the rails here. Yeah. Um, but I, I'll just, I guess I'll just say is that, you know, I don't, I don't understand why I can admit that not every person in law enforcement is corrupt, but why people that are in support of law enforcement can't admit that there is corruption there. I'm right. not asking you to say that you hate cops, but I'm asking you to, how could you possibly within your right mind think that being a cop excludes you from corruption. Right. Why is why are you special? Right. And, you but bleed I think red like everyone else. You know, that else. goes into like, the corruption some more in that they've painted this picture. If you if you blame one cop, you're blaming all cops. Yeah. And you it's, know, and that's not the case you know. at all. 
Yeah, right. well, we got way, we've gotten way political on this one. <laughs> we so, have lost viewers. Yeah. What's you know you're not supposed to talk politics, All right? Whatever. This is our opinion. Yeah. Uh, I, this Jesus, this is just the time of politics right now. I mean, it's hard not to talk politics, but oh we've God, avoided everywhere. it for 19 yeah. episodes. Mostly. But, I mean, it, it's not like we just went on a political tangent. It is it is very much linked to these documentaries. Yeah. So, because a lot of documentaries, like I said, have that common thread in that, you know, people are being wronged in some way. And most of the time it's abuse of power. Yeah. You know, well, not was, obviously all the documentaries. What I was going to say is like when you said that as opposed to a docuseries that documentaries, you know, you'd have maybe 10 hours of footage. It really depends on the documentary because with some of them, they are following a person or a family around for years. It's like, it takes forever. I'm not saying more work goes into it. I'm just saying more work goes into having to lay out that narrative in a documentary. You have to lay out two hours of narrative versus 10 so that, 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 actual amount of is all i'm saying but yeah i'm sure there's been documentaries that people spent way more time on the subject They've or with so the subject time that you can see a movie the than any docuseries yeah. like you can see the difference in the quality of footage from when they started filming and yeah. when it ended because like oh we've gone digital yeah. like the last 30 minutes i know like the film. first half of like making emergency to season one was like all interlaced yeah I'm yeah like, what is happening yeah we kept uh, some of the court scenes the interlacing was driving me nuts. I didn't yeah. notice it the first time, but I guess since I'd already, you know, I knew the story, I was able to kind of like nitpick more. Yeah. And I was like, what is with this interlacing? And and then, you know, this is footage from uh, first in the 80s and 90s and then going into, you know, the early 2000s. Yeah. So it changes. Like when you look at the interviews with his lawyer, which are the most recent, you know, super crisp, nice footage. Yeah. And then like you go to like some of the older footage, it was like hell. Yeah. But a long, um, a long time. Keepers, I thought, was filmed really nicely too. The cinematography was really yeah. pretty there. Yeah, that's it's always you know, and I and I feel like if I ever did a documentary, it would be tough for me because I would want to get such you know pretty shots, and I want to get a shot of this. Well, hey, important. walk out of your house four times. Yeah, no, you can't do that. <laughs> well, I mean, you can, and I'm sure people, I'm sure people do because you. I've watched documentaries that um, scenes look rehearsed and mm-hmm. kind of staged. You're like, oh, I don't feel like that was a genuine yeah. uh, coffee pour. I feel yeah. like that might have been the fifth pour and not yeah. the first. But um, I, I have to say it's the one time that I excuse subpar footage. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because if you got a good topic, it's like, eh, you know, I mean, I, when it's new, no. When yeah. it's something that's new that you're filming now. But one of the, um, I think it's it's been on, a, on many lists as the, one of the top documentaries. And it was a documentary called Dear Zachary. Mm-hmm. We'll get you on that one. Yeah. I won't talk too much about what happens in it. But one thing that's kind of unanimous is that the footage is doo-doo mm-hmm. quality-wise. Mm-hmm. It's not the greatest footage. But the story is so freaking insane that it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Well, Just, it I doesn't mean, even and matter. That, and I think that goes to, that speaks to, you know, people's obsession with gear you know mm-hmm. and that if you have a, a riveting story Preach you have on, Paul. yeah if you have a, a great story to tell i don't think people really care to a certain degree anyway what it looks like you know obviously documentaries i think just naturally you kind of give it a, a pass for lack of a better yeah. word um but you know if you got a good story you know people are going to be well interested. i guess the way that i feel about it is if your footage is okay because that was the best that 
you could obtain with your finances and with your equipment, then, and your story is great, then great. But for me, the only time that it chaps my ass, so to speak, Mm -hmm. is when people have good equipment, but don't know how to use it. That's a time for me where it's unacceptable. Um, I I won't put anybody on blast, but we've been going through film fests. Bill at the hardware store. (laughs) Bill at the hardware store. Um, We have another film fest coming up in a couple days, the Snob Film Fest in um, New Hampshire, Hampshire, somewhat north of Boston. And um, we've gone to a couple film fests Mm -hmm. and we have seen footage come from the same... Camera, yeah, same equipment, you know, very, very similar equipment at the very well, least. Well, in, well, okay, we can't, we can't speak for lenses and stuff. I don't yeah. know what people use, but let's just say that um, several of these films had one thing in common. Mm-hmm. It's a, a rouge type color, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the quality was so inconsistent from one film to the next. And yeah. on one of them, when we saw at the end that it was filmed on a red, <laughs> I'm just going to say it. It was like, what? How was that? Well, what? Yeah. It, I mean, it, and it just, we've kind of, you know, we've gone on this, we've, we've gone on this ramp before mm-hmm. about the red. And I'll say it again. We have nothing against red. Red makes it, it's a, it's a lovely camera, yeah. but it's also a fad. And there's also an excessive amount of people who own this camera mm-hmm. and or rent the camera and have no freaking idea how to use it. And this particular um, screening that we went to was a great example of that. You had one film that was like, it wasn't the greatest footage I'd ever seen, but mm-hmm. compare in comparison to the others, it was pretty darn good. Nice yep. footage. Yep. Kept my attention because it was nicely filmed. But then something else was like, I mean, I, I, I honestly would have, if somebody had said that they filmed it like on, on a T3i, <laughs> I would yeah. have been like, yeah, I could see that. That's how like meh yeah. the footage was. Well, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of um, filmmakers... So, some up and coming filmmakers that maybe don't know any better think that if they just get a red, that's that's the key to making your image look good. When in reality, a camera really doesn't have well. Too if much you to remember correctly, um, this particular person mm. was in the business, so he was not an up and comer. No, yeah, well, he should yeah. have definitely known better and know this. This was a person that's in the business and worked for a pretty big studio. Yeah, so you know what good footage looks like. That's kind of what blew my mind when they yeah. said where they worked. And I was like, what? You know? I'll never figure out who it is. They're not going to, How? no, no, Nobody, there's no way. No. Anyway, someone would have to seriously like making a murderer sleuth our episodes and try to yeah. figure out who that was and have had been there. Yeah. Um, which, and, and again, I'm, I'm not that. And I will say that the story that the person had, it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. It was such a shame that the footage looked the way it did. There was one portion of it that was so blown out to yeah. the point where it was distracting. Yeah. And I actually thought that the story was going in another direction because when this light came in, I was like, oh, is this supposed to be like a comedy? <laughs> and it was still supposed to be a dramatic thing, yeah. you know, and it, it, I, it lost me because of that lighting. Yeah. And because so, then it, you know, you're all of a sudden hyper aware that this is a, 
a film somebody made versus just being invested into the story. Yeah. And the story, it, it was a really interesting concept. Yeah. It was a really interesting concept. Concept. I just wish that it had looked better, mm-hmm. for especially for what they were filming on. Yeah. So it wasn't, uh, the story wasn't engulfing enough for you to, to forgive the... I you guess know, not. I guess not. I, I don't want to be a snooty bitch about it. And look, we're the first ones to admit when something doesn't go right on set and doesn't. Oh, trust come, me. You, you can know, watch when, one of our. You could. Tr- you you could try our, your yeah. best to tear apart one of our films, and I will do a much better job. Exactly. So <laughs> I I say I, my judgment comes with the understanding that I myself am not perfect. You mm-hmm. know, I watched performances that well, probably all of them. You know that mm-hmm. I I have a problem with. Um, it's what you do with that later. If you, if I keep making that same mistake and then right. I'm not learning from that experience, right. it's not about, oh, because everything we do is perfect. It's so not. Excuse me, Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect. Uh, we're not perfect. We make mistakes, but the, the point is not to make the same yeah. mistake. Yeah. And so I just kind of, and that's, yeah, you know, that was just my point was like somebody who's in the, like, that guy should have known that eh, yeah. that doesn't look so and right. And that's, that's ironically what leads us to not wanting to you know, promote our films as much because we're, we're so, we're so eager to, to rectify what we've mis- made a mistake on and to take what we've learned from the previous film and then apply it to the new film. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. That's, that's our, that's but our when goal. I, when I see stuff like that, I'm like, well, I, I know that's going to sound really mean, but it's like when I see those kind of mistakes mm-hmm. and that, that, that filmmaker doesn't even see a problem with it. I'm like, all right, we had some mistakes, but they weren't that bad. So yeah. I'm like, I guess I, but I still am, you know, sort of cringy. I'm I'm totally cringy when we have to watch our films in front of people, especially yeah. a comedy, because it's like, are they going to laugh when they're supposed to? They did it the last one. Mm-hmm. We'll find out in five days if they'll do it if they the laugh on cue at the next one. No. Um, I usually my heart rate goes up to like three thousand once <laughs> I see like our film coming up. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, here it is, and it's not because I'm. Um, because I have stage fright or because anything like that. It's just, it's the, the self judgment in that moment. I'm like, if people don't laugh when they're supposed to stupid, stupid writers, stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Why do I write anything? Yeah. Um, And then I get over it and I'm like, all right, well, I guess that was a flop. Yeah. I think doing a documentary would be fun. Like a short film documentary. It's just, you know, trying to carve a, like visually carve a story out of something with, cause it's, it's a great medium in that like you can incorporate all sorts of, you know, animations, you have mm-hmm. map animations. This is where the body was. And I, like that I sort really of enjoyed that map animation in the keepers. I love really, they would do that street animation yeah. from one, it was really from nice. One church to another. That was nice. Um, so in that regards, I think it would be interesting to find, you know, you know, you're looking at it from, from strictly a aesthetic point of view, not a storytelling point of view, mm-hmm. it would be fun to kind of build that, build out that world, you know, yeah. and, and they'll look for it and everything. Because, yeah, I think it's got to be intense though, when especially when you have a serious topic. Mm-hmm. Unless There's you just do like American Vandal, <laughs> yeah, which I haven't uh, seen. Yet. We haven't seen that yet. Um, but like to to have to stay within that i think is has got to be tough mm-hmm. um i've wanted to do a documentary on my life experiences and um one two things have stopped me one is does anyone care does anybody care about no. my story i don't know i mean anybody could say that right i'm yeah. sitting here watching documentaries on other people's life yeah um so i guess there would be at least some people that would be interested in, in my story but um the second is that you know do i want to live 
continue reliving that experience yeah over and over and over and over again um for for the story will or you know perhaps i would be completely desensitized by that point who knows but it's not as you know you can't shut it off yeah is the point right if you do a documentary it's those in between moments so you'd literally have to just be holding your camera up here constantly with yeah. me <laughs> to catch those moments and you know having obviously not when we're just Actually, no. Yeah. Even those mundane moments of me sitting down watching TV or cooking dinner, that's what those little edits, the when they edit those things in, those completely unrelative things that people are doing, making a cup of coffee and Mm -hmm. pouring wine um, like that, that is it's part of the aesthetic. Yeah. Because if it was just like interview after interview after interview, it would get really boring. Yeah. But the reason why I love docuseries in particular is because... With the crime shows, for instance, No Shaded Discovery ID, I watch those shows, but they're too fast, mm-hmm. right? So you're telling this really detailed story in, let's be honest, 45 minutes because we have to count for commercials. Mm-hmm. So there's no time for me to become invested. And that sounds so horrible because somebody has, if it's on Discovery ID, it's been, they've been murdered, yeah. <laughs> murdered and or raped or tortured or something, yeah. you know? And so something really horrible and traumatic has happened to somebody but my problem is i cannot become invested in that it's like i don't have enough time to care about this person right because it's really so quick. mean right because yeah. they died and it's it's tragic and, and it's horrible but there isn't enough time for me and to really invest in them and so you get you get maybe five minutes of uh, such and such was a cheerleader at such and such school uh joe blow was the coach for this and that team and then they were murdered you mm-hmm. know and it's like all right so now i'm on i'm just all i want to know about is is the case and the person that killed them you don't really mm-hmm. care about the victim right so i like the docuseries because they'll spend an episode or two kind of getting into the background of the victim yeah and then they get into the or actually they always start off with the murder yeah so yeah. That you know yeah and then they go into the backstory yeah. but by the time they get back into the murder you're like I, I either like this person or I don't or whatever, mm-hmm. and you can you can become I mean, I invested think that, in them. That kind of speaks to storytelling in general because I know I've mentioned before how whenever I see a great movie, I'm like, oh, I wish that was a show so I could mm-hmm. see more of what's mm-hmm. these people's lives and what's happening and everything. Yeah. So I think that's just kind of a storytelling thing. It's just not enough time, it's yeah. not, especially because as a weirdo, I know a lot of these cases, some of these murder cases that are on television. Yeah. I know them already, and they leave so much out. They yeah. just they they glaze over the whole thing really quick uh long story short here's what happened but there's so many details in between that are left out yeah and so that's why the the tv ones kind of lose me a bit like they're doing the um the tv like the shows yeah the show like like the hour-long television shows on on the networks they're doing a um i think it's discovery id that's doing it they're doing a two-hour show on dd blanchard do you remember that Mm mm-hmm we watched the not. documentary. Oh, did we? Yes. <laughs> On the woman whose kid was ill. Mm-hmm. She had Munchausen by proxy. Um, Keep going. And she claimed that her daughter was really ill and she'd had all these tests and operations and she was on all this <sighs> medication. Kind of rings a bell, yeah. Anyway. And the girl was like, kind of like weird. Mm-hmm. She has this like weird fairy look to her i don't know um that story has so many details that 
were I got more information by reading the article I had seen for it. I think maybe a year and a half or two years ago, I'd seen an article, and it was one of those. You know, when you open an article and you're like, "This is like a novel." It's like you know, pages and pages. It was really long. It took me almost an hour to read that article, but mm-hmm. I got so much information out of that. So when the documentary came out, I didn't get a lot of information out of that documentary, and even the two two hour. That's it's not enough because it's two hours with commercials. Yeah, so it's an hour and twenty minutes or so. An hour and a half. Yeah. It's just not gonna. It's not gonna cover it all. Yeah, which makes me sad. Yeah, because then you're. Yeah, and if you want to know more, you got to go online, and then you got to do the work. Remember that story? No, barely. It kind of sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. But the girl was sick, and she was in a wheelchair, but she wasn't. Yeah, actually, in a wheelchair, she just wasn't allowed to walk. Yeah, because they were getting all these perks and things. I just gave that story. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There he is. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) does ring a bell yeah so documentaries they're yay great. or nay <laughs> yay i like them. you hooked on documentaries sucker there's so many i'm gonna make you watch now yeah but i still gotta watch flash and stuff you know <sighs> nick's games <sighs> nick's games is like a documentary on how to not play basketball <laughs> so, <laughs> i could say that because i love the nicks it's a documentary on how to stay consistently bad yeah sorry guys I guess we're not going to have any of them on the show anytime soon. No. You know, for all the films that they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alan Houston did a film once. Whatever. So did Michael Jordan, but that doesn't mean that you, should, <laughs> you should watch it. Okay. So um, I feel that documentary is a. I know there's just. I think you kind of have to look at f- storytelling from a completely different perspective when mm-hmm. you're doing documentaries versus narrative stuff. Yeah. You it's know, an, it's, it's an, a, a different kind of art. Yeah. There is something else that we finished watching. Yeah. Daredevil. Daredevil. It's a documentary about <laughs> this superhero. About a blind man. Yeah. Who was kung fu fighting. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Um, yeah, what did you think of it? I actually really enjoyed it. Did you? Not know? that I've never not enjoyed Daredevil. Good old it's Charlie Cox. The, uh, he's just so adorbs. Yeah. He just is. Just adorbs. He's just adorbs. Um, but that's not why I liked it. Mm-hmm. That just helped. Sure. That just helps. Um, of the four, that's five the f- shows. Oh, okay. Out of the five shows, um, Daredevil always has held my attention mm-hmm. the most. And then uh, Punisher. Now, there's only been one season of Punisher, so I don't know yeah. how the next season is going to go. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, that held my attention and Daredevil. The other three... I was okay with the first season of Jessica Jones and mm-hmm. I was okay with the first season of Luke Cage. Luke Cage. And okay. then after that, all three of those shows kind Downhill. of fell to got canceled, uh, you know, so whatever. But Daredevil, I always thought the production value, I mean, the production value is always good on all of them, right? Because they have the same exact kind of cinematography. And that's, and that's and the look. problem that I have with it. Yeah. They, they, they all have the same production value. They're all within the same world, mm-hmm. you know, Color correction, everything's the same. Like I just they, wish they, that they would. They grade everything exactly yeah. the same to be in that world. And I don't mind them being the same, but I feel like about it. Yeah, I feel like the. Um, I, yeah, I just feel like they're like all right. It's just paint by numbers from an aesthetic standpoint. I feel yeah. like because Daredevil came out first, that all these other characters are living in Daredevil's world because yeah. there's no distinction in the way that it's filmed and the cinematography or yeah. the grading or anything like that. So they all look like they're kind of writing the daredevil back. Yeah. Even though they're their own thing, which is unfortunate. They're their and own I, characters. I, he still has my favorite, most favorite intro of the, the of daredevil. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's a good, it's a good one. one. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. Good. Um, so I really enjoyed it. Actually, mm-hmm. I thought that there was some complaints that there you was know, not it's enough because, action. Yeah, and I thought there was plenty of action, um, but I feel like I, I mean there was there was definitely less. There's no arguing that yeah. there was less action, but I feel like the action was that much more um, meaningful. You know, it kind of helped the story more so than in the previous one. They're just like, well, we got to do our 10 minute single take fight scene. I think that's scene a and- nice way of saying what I'm going to say, which is just that anyone who is really seriously complaining that there wasn't enough fighting mm-hmm. is kind of simple minded. Oh boy. Shots fired. Shots fired. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing is I, I really liked Karen's backstory. Mm-hmm. I thought the way it was shot, the way it was, you know, all that stuff. Um, and I could have watched a whole series on that. Mm-hmm. I just was so enthralled in her backstory for some reason. I just I, fa- well, found it so the, fascinating. The Daredevil's backstory, there was a, a big old bomb dropped there on, on his life oh, and yeah. his past and all that. But there was just some, like, Karen's backstory really felt like it was part of, you know, it was still filmed with the same cameras and the, the look and everything. But for some reason, it just felt like its own piece of whatever and i just i don't know yeah i found it probably one of the most fascinating pieces of it i think if you want to see nonstop explosions and fighting and just rent transformers just watch michael bay films seriously go watch bad boys or whatever the hell i don't know you know transformers and uh, because you know the, the 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 thing about a comic book is that there's a story. When you're watch, when you read a comic book, you're not watching a fight scene. Yeah, it's you know it's it's drawn, so you have to use your imagination. So the backstory that's that's what's funny to hear. I I heard this coming from comic book people, and none mm-hmm. of and by the way, none of the comic book people that we that we associate with. I don't want anybody okay. being like, oh, it's the reality bomb, or the, it, it wasn't any of them. It was actually people that I just kind of follow. Mm-hmm that are into comic books and stuff like that. And that I was seeing kind of this unanimous complaint mm-hmm. of, oh, it's just, you know, it's it's all story and there's no fighting. And it's like, well, it's a fucking comic book series. Like yeah. comic books are all about the story. And it's not like they didn't have fighting. So that If they only had that one fighting scene, and you know which one I'm talking about, mm-hmm. in the jail, mm-hmm. that would have been enough because that's how good that damn scene was. Yeah. You know, it just... I, I think if you you know if you're kind of simple minded and you can't handle a, a, a backstory, the only way for you to enjoy a, a series is to have nonstop fighting yeah, because you I, don't care about the I love, story. I then... love a great fight scene. I mean, I'm a huge Jackie Chan fan, so I love a great fight scene. You're Just, a Chan fan. I'm a Chan fan. <laughs> I love a great fight scene. You know, I love the raid. I mean, those things are crazy. But the I feel raid like is crazy. Yeah. You know, it's but you don't watch the raid because of the amazing backstory, right? And I don't think there's I, I don't think you can have both. You either it, like. You know, one of them has to come to the forefront. You could, but it'd be like four hours long. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's just it. You know, it would be, and it would be like, how do you use this much action to propel the story? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. Know. I don't know. I mean, I, I realize that makes me kind of sound, sound kind of bitchy. I just couldn't really think of a, I, I couldn't think of a more politically correct way of saying that, you know, you, maybe you you just can't follow a story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the words were too big for you. I don't know. (laughs) Man, am I a bitch. (laughs) That Paul guy on that show, he's sweet. But his wife, what a twat. Um, Pretentious. But I I don't know. The rest of the world is seeing what I'm seeing. The the writer. You could start cooking your own meals, my man. Um, (laughs) I love you. Whatever. The... The the writer in me immediately gets offended by that, you know, when it's like, wow, what's with the stories? Oh, sure, yeah. 
Well, you got to have a story. I yeah, mean, the director in me is always like, you know, I want I want a great story. Because yeah. if you want to have great fight scenes, then that's cool. You can watch it just for the great fight scenes. You know, but if you want to have a good story, then focus on that, you know. You can have both in a yeah. in a show or a, or a movie. I thought they did. I yeah. thought that you know that the. But if I think it, you know, they did a good job of that. People want like this overt amount of action. They just want nonstop violence and nonstop yeah. action, and Can't they don't it. really care why the action or violence right. is taking place, just as long as it looks cool. And you know, um, that's not sustainable. If you want to see a lot of flippies and stuff, you know, just watch wrestling. That's not sustainable. <laughs> Go to the WWE dubs. Go to the dubs. The dub dubs. And go what? They've got nonstop action and horrible Actually, stories. Actually, no. They, they have more <laughs> stories than action usually. Yeah. That has been the complaint as of late yeah. that I've been hearing is that there's a, a lot of- Too uh, much. Like you ever see that Sark? You don't watch backstory. South Park, but they had a South Park episode where um, they were trying to find wrestlers and like the people, the wrestlers would get up and just talk on the microphone and they'd be like, <laughs> this guy's a great wrestler. <laughs> it's funny. Anyway. Anyway. So that's our take on- those three shows and documentaries. That is. Yeah. That is. So next week, um, join us again and we we'll talk about things. We don't have guests for a while. Actually, we, uh, well, we should also say that. Well, we, we, I got a couple in the, in the works coming oh, up. Well, excuse me. No. Um, yeah, but you know the I rule. I just don't, yeah. I just don't want to say anything, yeah. but there's um, a couple that could pop up. How, Eva, we do want to talk about where we were on Friday night. Where were you on Friday night? Friday night, uh, oh, I was at this lame comic book shop. <laughs> so lame. Lame-a-brain comics. Yeah. In Mega-lame comics. <laughs> Mega-lame comics. <laughs> no. That was way better than mine. Yeah. I don't know what I was doing there. Uh, yeah, we went up to do a podcast with um, Reality Bomb Comicast. Yeah, we, we, we were supposed guys. to be on the show. and Sending hugs. And then virtual hugs. You can't feel them, but they're there. <laughs> uh, but then That's you had to said. work late. <laughs> It's work late, so I we did. couldn't make it. Yeah, the Halloween. Yeah, that's yeah. So we went during a, a monsoon. Apparently, seriously, uh, we we drove up and and we talked with those guys with John and Colin. Yep. So um, check super out super fun. Check out their check out all their episodes, but we will be on their latest episode. I'm yeah. assuming. Yep. Um, so we talked Reality about Bomb, a bunch of stuff. Comic Cast, Comic Cast, and Mega Brain Comics in Rhinebeck, yeah. New York. I actually forgot that we were. I'm somewhat dreading listening to that episode mm-hmm. for several reasons. Why is that? I hate the sound of my voice. Sure, everybody and, does. Um, uh, there was a period towards like the last. First of all, it's going to be like a two and a half hour episode yeah. or something close to that. Yeah. Um, because we were just rambling on, <laughs> and I think like the last forty minutes of that episode, I almost forgot we were recording. Like I wasn't paying attention to the yeah. fact that there was a mic in front of me and that I had headphones yeah. on, and I was just like talking. A true professional, just talking. Yeah. About stuff. That's the best stuff. I was just talking about stuff, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, shut up. Shut yeah. up. Stick to the questions. Yeah. But so but I guess be fun. that'll either work for you or not. I yeah. don't know. I think it will. If you're listening to this and you're this far into our episode, <laughs> then chances are... After our political rant yeah. and then docuseries and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, a shout out to Steady Geekin. Mm-hmm. Those guys over at the Fort Geekin. Fort Geekin. Fort, Fort Geekin. Geeks. Shout out to shout out to Perry. Yeah, Perry's in the air right now. Perry. Get in get get down from Perry. the air. Um and shout oh, I see out what to you just did there. Uh, see? P yeah. P Perry. Yeah. Wow. We're good. Any more shout outs? 
I literally don't know enough people. Yeah, I don't that's know the problem. Else. We have no friends. Yeah, because we're antisocial and introverted. Yeah, we have like five friends. It's true, <laughs> and we plan to keep it that way. Yeah, right. <laughs> don't come, don't come towards us with your friendship. All yeah. right, we're not interested in any of that crap. That's all we can afford. <laughs> I can't afford to have any more friends. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. Thanks for talking to me, Sophia. Thanks for talking to me, Paul. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. We couldn't decide on a song. We love them. We couldn't decide on a song. We love them. We couldn't decide on a song. So we came up with this one.